Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health share ministry to provide an affordable health sharing program rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at MyCatholicHealthShare.com. CMF Curo, healthcare fully alive. Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love. I really do feel that Mary had a role in bringing me back to the Catholic Church. He reminded me that Mary was my mom. I always fell upon if I needed a desperate prayer, I always called to Mary. I could see that Mary had a hand in this. She began to speak to my heart. Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love. Hi, everyone. This is Alexis Walkenstein. Welcome to Mary's Touch, the show that brings you real-life stories of Mary's love. I'm excited to be back at the Blockhouse, our Austin studio in Texas, here with Sister Nancy Usselman, a Pauline media nun. And that's not irreverent. Yes, they are media nuns that are out in the world. And Sister Nancy is the director of media studies at Pauline Media in Culver City, just right outside of Hollywood. We're both LAers, but we're here in Austin today because Sister is doing her media thing and a evangelizing uh, all over the all over the country. So, yes, it's exciting welcome. to be with you. Thank you so much, Alexis. I uh, appreciate it. Oh, uh, you've been such a blessing in my life. I mean, knowing you from Boston, where the mother house is That's for right. the Pauline Media Sisters, and not long after I moved to LA, I remember putting it on Facebook, and then I got a message from you that you were on your way right after That's me. Right. It was such a <laughs> consolation in my life to have familiar faces and holy prayer warriors behind all the media work that's being done in the culture. Absolutely. And Hollywood, we need to be there more than ever. More than ever. And you yes. are there. You're on the red carpets. You're right. seeing all the faith movies and the movies that have even subtle faith themes That's and right. being invited all the time. It's amazing to see habited religious sisters mm-hmm. in the arena in Hollywood and being an influence on both sides of the spectrum for the mainstream and for the faith audience. Yes, it's pretty exciting because a lot of people may get excited to you know meet different people in Hollywood. And actually, what I, I just feel that they are people who are also searching, just like everyone else. They're this you know directors, writers, producers, actors, all of them are searching as well. And and I like to tell people whenever we meet them, anyone who works in the industry, that you know you have a whole group of nuns praying for you because as Paulines, part of our media, our spiritual is to pray for those who work in media. We pray for all those people that are involved, those who are the most famous and also those who are behind the scenes that nobody notices. The hidden and the Mm. unknown. Exactly. And that is phenomenal to me. I remember um, a mass that was happening for communications professionals at the Daughters of St. Paul in Boston one year, and I was there, and I just became overwhelmed realizing that for our industry, there's actually a religious order, charism of sisters who actually have taken up the media culture as their cause. Exactly. Isn't it pretty exciting because after area, you think of it, there's so many different religious orders. There are many different people in the church and different groups, but we all have a particular charism and a need. And it's like, we're not in competition with one another. We all have a particular small little slither of the population to take care of. And our particular area is the media world. Right. 
It's amazing. I remember a film that I was working on, and it was to the amazement of one of the directors, a Christian director, when he discovered that the media nuns were tweeting up a firestorm about <laughs> his movie. And he was like, I need to know who these nuns are. And that, to me, was really evidence of the effectiveness mm-hmm. of the presence of the Pauline Media Sisters in the culture and to be able to use all the formats that everyday regular people are using, you're engaging in part of the conversation. Right. It's not only about producing media, which we do produce good Catholic media by being publishers as well as creating books, music, movies, iBooks, eBooks, iPhone apps, all that. Uh, We do the production of it, but we also are present within the culture and we teach on media literacy, education, uh, media mindfulness, and we're also movie critics. We write on on film reviews of all different movies that come out, not just Christian movies, every movie that Mm -hmm. comes out, you know, on our websites, we write exactly, you know, from a faith perspective, from a theological perspective about every movie that comes out. And, you know, most of that is like, where do we find grace in the culture? Um, Where is God's grace at work, even in the secular stories? Mm -hmm. Because you know what happens in these secular stories? Humanity's desires and deepest longings are present there, and that's our point of dialogue, that right there. Because we're all human, we all have those deep yearnings and desires, that's where we start. And your founder really had a passion to really bring this charism forward with the Daughters of St. Paul. He had a miracle in his life through a physical healing um, that he attributed to St. Paul, and he wanted to use all the modern means of technology to reach people with the gospel. Blessed James Alberioni. Could you tell us a little bit about about him and and also what attracted you into this order? Were you mm-hmm. always a communicator? What <laughs> what or did you become was it the art of becoming once you were in this vocation? A little bit of both. A little bit of little everything bit of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Blessed James Alberioni. So he was named blessed in 2003 by Pope John Paul II, uh St. John Paul II now. And uh, he was actually the one who called Alberioni the media apostle of our times. Mm. And Alberioni started in northern Italy in the early 1900s. So really at the beginning of the uh, 20th century, he saw that all the means, like especially at that time it was the press, so books and newspapers, were a way to preach the gospel and a way for the church to get the word out there. So really that was his way. He really saw the church needs to be where the secular industry is, and to be able to get the the message of the good news. So he started that, a religious order, and it started with the Society of St. Paul, the priests and brothers, Mm -hmm. and then the Daughters of St. Paul, and then he founded eight other institutes Mm. that comprise the whole Pauline family. And all of us are to be that presence within the secular culture. Uh, So then it developed into radio, television, movies. Mm. He was one of the first biblical filmmakers in Italy Mm. in the 1930s, before anybody else was even thinking of doing that. He actually made several biblical films. So he took on each of the new means of technology, seeing them as gifts of God and opportunities for evangelization. So as Daughters of St. Paul, that's our charism. It is solely to work in the area of media. And when I entered, well, I never really thought of becoming a sister, so (laughs) that was kind of like a little, like, you know, coming from nowhere, God was like, okay, now I want you. Well, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, so there's many different religious orders there. And being a teenager, I loved movies, music, and books. That was, I, I just, that was my world. And so one of my cousins actually 
ran into a, the Pauline bookstore downtown St. Louis. Amazing. And she says, oh, it's a Catholic bookstore. Let me go in. And she checked it out, and it was run by nuns. And she's like, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, she was one cousin who always thought of becoming a nun since she was like third grade. Oh. You know, she always thought, oh, let's, maybe this is what I'll the do. Attraction to and it. I'd be like, well, it's not me. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. But I guess she was gawking behind the bookcases at the nuns and they came up to her and said, hey, have you ever thought of becoming a religious sister? And she said, um, yes. And so they invited her to a retreat day and like a day of recollection. And she said, great, can I bring all my cousins? Oh, and so I love it. There was a whole bunch of us. It was about five or six of us. We all went, you know, we said, well, thanks, you know, you, you kind of like made it that we had to go. We right, didn't have a right. So we went in the day of recollection. And first time I met the daughters of St. Paul, I don't know, what attracted me right away is that mm. they do movies, music and books and preach about Jesus. I'll say, OK, that's cool. I'm I can down. do that. I can do that. <laughs> but, you know, it took a few years for the Lord to work on me. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, As it does with any vocation, yeah, really. Exactly. Yes, yes. And so I was really more reluctant. But in the end, um, my cousin and I both decided to enter the community together. And my whole family says, oh, Nancy, you're, she's going to come home after ah. a few months. They're not going to last. She's not going to last. That's not going to happen. Well, in the end, after three months, she left. I stayed. She's oh, married, incredible. has eight kids. I'm the one who You're stayed. in. Yeah, it's always never what you expect, no. how God is. Yeah. But it was really the attraction to the mission. So uh, the evangelization. The community, you know, the joy and the There's love that's so found much in joy. community life. But uh, And the spirituality, the fact of praying the media, praying for the media, praying for all those who work in it, just spoke to me very deeply. And here I am, 32 years later, it's still amazing. working in this. I think it's incredible. And when I moved to L.A., one, one of my dear friends, Kristen, who, um, shout out to Kristen on Mary's Touch right now, who's a cooperator, which is another interesting element for the Daughters of St. Paul, that you can be a lay cooperator and cooperate with that mission of evangelization in the area in which you live. And there are many actors and people in the industry, they don't have to be actors, but artists who <laughs> have this formation yes. through the Daughters and receive this formation, and then they become part of that spiritual family that brings the power into the world and vice versa. It's exactly. awesome. It's a great group. It's one of the institutes founded by Blessed James Alberione, the Pauline Cooperators. You live the charism and the spirituality of the Paulines within whatever field you work and live. So it's um, it's a great way to have a depth of a spiritual life. Mm, it's beautiful. I think, you know, some people think, well, I'm not a nun. I'm not a priest. I can't pray around the clock. But our whole lives are really to exemplify and, and and exhibit, you know, a life lived totally for Christ. So for lay people to be connected to this religious community is is very profound, especially for today. I mean, today, you know, we were going to, we talked before the show about talking about Our Lady, Queen of the Apostles, mm -hmm. and why um, Mary has such a particular role in the transformation of the culture, and yes. in particular in what you do and what your mission mm -hmm. is. Um, how, how do you see that? Well, Blessed James Alberione, he gave us, you know, many different ways of praying, you know, the Eucharistic and a, a, a spirituality focused on the Eucharist and the Word of God. But he also gave us a, a particular devotion to Mary, and it's Mary, Queen of the Apostles. And what he said is that, you know, this is the original devotion to Mary. When you think about it, the apostles in the Seneca waiting right. for the Holy the Spirit. Room, yes. Mary was in their midst. Mary was the one guiding and supporting and giving them encouragement. Preparation. Exactly, because mm -hmm. as apostles, 
Well, it means being sent, means going forth and preaching the word, going forth and evangelizing the world. Well, Mary was preparing those apostles to go forth and do that. So he says, this is the first devotion to Mary. Mary mm-hmm. is queen of apostles. And he really developed this understanding for the Paulines is, you know, when we think about our media world and our media culture, is says we need those evangelizers to go forth to preach the word, to be the word of God, wherever, whatever circumstance you find yourself, you know, you need to go, but also to use the means uh, that are today, today, the technology for today, use those means that God has given us mm. to preach the word. And he says, you know, if St. Paul, the apostle were alive today, he would be on the radio. He would be on television. He would be on film. He'd be using be, it he'd all. He'd be using it all because he could see it as a way to reach as many people as possible. And so Alberioni saw Mary, Queen of Apostles, as the one who who really gives us a grounding, a foundation in our life with Christ. She is our teacher, our mother, and the first apostle. Mm. She was the one who was the first mm-hmm. to proclaim mm. the word by sharing among the apostles. So, you know, it's a really deep spirituality, and it's learning. It's very biblical, you know, because we're learning through through all the, the life of Mary through what's in the scriptures mm. and um, understanding how she would take the word into her heart, mm. listen to the word of God, you know, listen closely to what Jesus was teaching and ponder it deeply in her soul. Mm. But so that she could p- proclaim it with her life. Right. And then you think of her right away once she received it, She the visitation. Exactly. She goes um, with haste to exactly. Elizabeth, and that's the first major proclamation in the experience of John the Baptist in, exactly. in the womb of Elizabeth in that reception of of the gospel right then and there. So it is it is amazing. The image of Mary, Queen of Apostles, is uh, her holding out the infant Jesus to the world. Mm. It's not to herself. Not to be contained. Not to be contained yes. to herself. Now, holding tightly, but to give Jesus to others. That's incredible. And a beautiful image that actually came, Alberioni actually had an artist portray mm. it. Because it wasn't ever portrayed that way before in mm. all of church history. So and it's important for us to contemplate in, in considering that she gives him to us, but also that we have to give him away to the world as exactly. well. Exactly. He has yeah. this beautiful prayer. And if you don't mind, I'd love to yes. read it for those who um, Let's do would that. like to understand Mary as Queen of Apostles. He he wrote this beautiful prayer called Mary, the prayer to Mary for ministers of the word. And all of us who are baptized are called to be ministers of the word. So I just want to say this prayer to, uh, for all of you. He writes, O Mary, you who gave birth to the word made flesh, be present among us, assist, inspire, and comfort the ministers of the word. O Mary, you who are queen of the apostles, intercede with your protection that the light of the gospel may reach all peoples. May heaven be filled with those who sing the hymn of glory to the most holy trinity. Amen. Amen. That is beautiful. We are going to take a very fast break. Don't anybody go away. I'm here in Austin, Texas with Sister Nancy Usselman, Pauline Media Nun. This is a special gift today. We both live in L.A., but we had to do this radio show in Austin today because we're both here for ministry. So stay with us. We'll be right back. The Faith and Freedom Minute explores the intersection of our Catholic faith and modern American culture. 
offering insights to understand and navigate the divide between secular viewpoints and our Catholic principles. Brought to you by the Knights of Columbus, here is Texas State Deputy Douglas Oldmixon. The unique complexity of the massive refugee situation in the Middle East requires careful balancing to promote a just policy. As Americans, we should not support discrimination against Muslims as a group on a purely religious basis. And we also recognize certain religious groups in the Middle East who urgently need protection from violent ideology. Especially at risk are some Christian communities who are not only persecuted, but are facing extermination in many areas. As Catholics and as Knights of Columbus, we call upon our government to find a way to prioritize protection of these Christians whose lives are in danger, as we have done for other religious minorities in the past. Will you join us? This has been the Knights of Columbus Faith and Freedom Minute. To learn more about the effective witness and practical works of the world's largest Catholic family organization, please visit our website at kfc.org. That's kofc.org. And we're back. I'm Alexis Walkenstein. You're listening to Mary's Touch. And I'm joined in studio at the Blockhouse with Sister Nancy Usselman, who is a Pauline Media nun and director of media studies at Pauline Media in Culver City. Sister, it's been so awesome to have you here today. You're like my co-partner in crime. I just absolutely love tag teaming with you. <laughs> and I just just knowing how you're backing all of my work up and others like me, it is such a blessing. And just before the break, we were talking about our leader. Queen of the Apostles and her role to teach us what it means to be really an apostle of the gospel Mm -hmm. in in contemporary culture. Mm -hmm. Why would you say is it an imperative for the church to be engaged with the culture, to come out of the institutional church, come out of the pew, and and to really engage? Because we live in a very... Let's just say it's the the media culture is everywhere. We can't escape it. And and yet sometimes we may think, you know, the church, we have our, our own media and we do produce Catholic media and we get involved in that. And that is wonderful. And it's a great gift. But also we have to look beyond our Catholic world culture because there are so many people searching for the truth. Right. And they're searching for it and they're not going to look for it in a church. So how do we reach those nuns, that N-O-N-E-S, those, those people who have no faith mm-hmm. affiliation, mm-hmm. with the message of the gospel? It means we need to be present in popular media culture. It means we need to insert ourselves in the culture in order to understand the deep and underlying needs that are present there. And that is our point of dialogue with those who are searching. Mm. Um, There are many people who come into our book and media centers uh, around the country, but especially in Los Angeles, there are so many who come and young adults who are in the industry who are truly searching Mm. for something more. And Mm. they're not faith people. They don't have any affiliation and they are looking for God. Mm. And it's an opportunity for us to help them see that it's, there's something more in life that we're searching for. We need that connection with God. Right. And if we look at the whole popular media culture, we may say, oh, a lot of the movies or television shows are not according to my own values. Mm. That's true. However, there are many things going underlined. If you look a little deeper, exactly, we may find that point of, of dialogue or something. People are searching for 
communion, connection, right. intimacy, meaning, and the meaning of their own humanity. Right. And it's there in the popular culture's right. artifacts, which the art of the culture are the movies, music, TV shows, radio, everywhere. Right. You know, on the internet, social media feeds, everywhere. So it's it's even not, Don Draper. You know, right, there's some exactly. value to see the transformation potential in exactly. in Mad Men or in exactly. some of these modern day shows. Absolutely, that, like Ma- Madam Secretary. Yes. I mean, Designated Survivor. They're all talking about something that's deep in in need in the culture, and that's where we need to start. and And so I talk about it as a sense of immediate mindfulness. Mm-hmm. We need to stop and consider all the things that we are consuming in the media um you know even advertising when you think Mm. how much it's around but especially social media because it's like in our face all the time and how much time we spend on it it's a time of discernment so it's not that you absorb and receive every message that comes out you know that's out there you absorb it into yourself and into your soul no you have to be discerning Mm -hmm. and in discernment means that we don't avoid it that we don't run away from it but we look at it deeply We meditate on it. We reflect on it. We consider what is the culture trying to say today and what is the answers Mm. that the gospel can provide. Right. You know, and it's a really, it's it's a way of engaging the culture and people in the culture. It's a really an evangelization that is for those who are still seeking, those who don't know Christ, who Mm -hmm. are searching for God in some way. I've heard of, I mean, I've had situations where I do my thing on Facebook, and I've had people come back to the church because they're reading posts, or they're, and they're not so heavy-handed, but there's a little bit of a drop of light, and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and then you're just kind of sharing your experience, and you don't even know who you're reaching. Right, exactly. I mean, you could talk about Wonder Woman, and the beauty in that, you know, and people always say, oh, that's not religious, and I, yes, I know, but look at what the message of Wonder Woman was about, that love conquers all. Yes. Yeah, and mercy, the message of mercy. I mean, that is so beautiful. What a great Mm -hmm. message to start a dialogue with. Mm. It's really true. And um, the director of Wonder Woman, I was at a variety of awards. It's so interesting to hear her and the the powerful women behind, not just, you know, the actors, but the women that are actually making these films and to kind of see the feminine genius portrayed in ways that are subtle. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes the subtlety (laughs) is even more profound than some of the sermons on the screen or some of the more overt things, you know? It's more Catholic. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, you know... Superhero movies are like the craze, you know, probably because yeah. Hollywood makes tons of money right. off of them. But it's also, what is it? Why are they making these movies and why are so many people going to see them? Okay, a lot of them are kids and Escapism. they love them. <laughs> it could be. It's true. But it's kind of what I talk about is a mysticism of heroism. Yes, that comes from Thomas sure. Merton. He says, you know, what are we looking for? We're looking to transcend ourselves through our own powers, you know, and that's kind of why this superhero craze is. It's like in the culture, we want to do and transcend send ourselves from our own powers but really we can't we need god we need god, we need to, do god that. to but we do can that. do great things exactly with god. and yet wonder woman takes it a step further and by saying you know what the world needs is love you know and that love is that supernatural power that is beyond anything we can control on right. this earth right and that's why i say oh I talk about that. I mean, it's a mysticism of heroism, but she's taking it to the next level of a Christian mysticism mm. because what is true mysticism is a giving of ourselves in love. Yes. Amen. That and is that, so and profound. And look at Mary. Mary is the perfect example she's of that. She's the ultimate example of that. Giving of ourselves in love. And that's the true freedom. 
We have true freedom when we give of ourselves. It's not about doing whatever we want, when we want, how we want. That's not freedom. We right. become enslaved then to our own, you know, desires and our own impulses. Mm. But really, true freedom is giving of ourselves to others in love. That's when we're most free. Mm. And Mary, she's the beautiful example. And it seems like in some of these, you know, some of the content that we see, there is that tension, the tension oh, that's depicting the choices that we make Absolutely. and whether, which way we go. Right. And so we bring our value. That's part of media mindfulness is just bringing our values into conversation with the media we experience, mm. knowing what our values are, articulating them, and what the gospel values are. So what Jesus teaches and articulating those values and then we bring those into dialogue with the right. messages we have. That's when we know, is this according to my values or not? And why? Right. To talk about it, to question it, to be critical inquirers of the media is crucial in our faith experience, but in anyone's experience. Mm. But in order to keep where we marry the understanding of faith within a media culture, we have to do this. We have to be critical engagers of the media. And I love that you go right into it because there's there's some mindset in the faith realm, communities like, oh, it's all evil. All the technology is evil. I'm going to stay off of that. But yours is, you know, we're going right into it. We're going into it and you have to be present, you know, Absolutely. because it can be used for great good. Right. I remember several years ago when, you know, Facebook was kind of exploding on the scene and it the U.S. bishop said if it were a digital continent, it would have X million mm -hmm. residents, right. and we have to be there. And, and when you think of it in those terms, exactly. it's like that is absolutely true. Absolutely. And as media nuns, we're all over Facebook right? and Twitter and Instagram we're and doing Snapchat. selfies yeah. today before the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because, you know, we need to get the good message out there. We yeah. need to get a message of inspiration out to people yeah. and, you know, show that there is some good that's happening in the world. Because obviously, when you read some social media feeds, it can be it can very, very depressing. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, no. it's a big downer. No, no, life doesn't have to be that way. So <laughs> we, we have just a few minutes more, but I, the media mindfulness, if we could just take like a minute or two on that topic, because I think that's interesting. Our show is dedicated to Mary's Touch, and we have a lot of moms, I'm sure, listening, mm -hmm. and the heart of the home and protecting the integrity of the family mm -hmm. and the information flow of what comes in and what comes out. How do you how do you teach media mindfulness? Well, you know, we talk about it in from our the Media Studies Center is that control is for the moment, but communication lasts a lifetime. Mm. It's all about communicating and, and, and talking together, especially with children and teens. And it's about asking questions with them so that they also become and learn discernment in the media world and in the media messages. Because, yeah, there is a lot of bad things out there. I mean, things that could harm us, mm -hmm. you know, and intellectually and even harm our soul. But we can't avoid it because avoiding it is like a cop-out. Mm -hmm. It's like there's so much going on. But we can engage it with our values, knowing who we are, but engage the culture and question it and talk about it. That's the most important skill we can teach our young for today. Mm, that's fantastic. And the media nuns are pretty much everywhere. I was on a movie call with a team, and I said they multiply like, you know, like everywhere. So on Boston, the red carpet? On the red carpet, <laughs> everywhere. Boston, St. Louis, mm -hmm. Miami, New York, yeah. L.A., mm -hmm. Texas, San Antonio, San Antonio, all over. Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> and so um, if you're visiting any of those cities, you have to visit the Pauline Media Bookstores and the Media Nuns and get make friends with these religious sisters. If you work in the press, if you work in any kind of form of communications and media, 
idea. You want to have these companions on the journey as intercessors. We pray for you. Yes. We do. I got promised a rosary. (laughs) It's on it. I'm on it. I'm counting on that. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for being here. We'll have to do it again in Los Angeles for sure. And um, I want to thank everybody for joining us today. If you have prayer requests, please go to our website, marystouch.org, and send in your prayer requests. We have a team, an apostolate dedicated just to bring your prayers before the Lord in Eucharistic adoration. And um, tell a friend about Mary's Touch, hashtag us at Mary's Touch, and follow me at Walkenstein on Twitter. I would love to um, hear from you. And again, thank you, Sister Nancy. God bless you. Thanks, Alexis. God bless you, too. This program is produced by Mary's Touch, a nonprofit corporation dedicated to bringing you the love of Mary and her son, Jesus. If you have questions, comments, or a story to share, write to us at Mary's Touch, P.O. Box 341991, Austin, Texas, 78734, or email radio at marystouch.org. For more stories or to find out more about Mary, visit our website, at marystouch.org. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit toyotaonnicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at lexusoflexington.com.